This is a Discovery Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we invite you to find yourself in the bigger story. To find out more about what's going on in the life of the church, head to discoverychurch.com.au. All right, everyone, how are you going? It's road trip time. I am ready to go. I've got my bag totally packed. I've got my sunnies ready. I've got my coffee filled up to the brim because we are going on a long trip. And I don't know about you, but I just reckon we are built, especially, I mean, right around the world. We've always traveled, but Australia is just the land for traveling. Some of you may have done a big lap before. Some of you may have traveled um, up and down the East Coast or right across to the west into Perth. You're not going to be able to do that at the moment. But I just want to talk to you guys today about road trips because there is so much exciting stuff that happens when we're on a trip, right? The trip is really about the journey and not so much about the destination. Just going to unpack my bits and pieces here. And um, it's really, really great to see it and hope that you're, that you're doing really really well. We used to travel every single year when I was growing up. We would do a trip in the September school holidays. And what would happen is our family and two other families would join together and throughout the course of the year, the parents would have, you know, parent chats and they would plan the trip out. And then the September school holidays would arrive. We had two weeks and we would be going somewhere on an adventure, a camping adventure. So whether it was four-wheel driving onto Fraser Island or heading out to the Warren Bungles or exploring uh, the Victorian Highlands and spending time in Brighton and moving our way all the way through down to the Great Ocean Road, the trip was amazing for us. It was a highlight of our year every single year. And the thing that we would say is this. I would say to my dad, where are we going next? We get to the end of the trip And we've had these amazing experiences and it was always this question, where are we going next? And so that's the title of the message today. I want you to write that down at the top of your page, put it in an email, send it to yourself, take it to notes, whatever you've got to do. That's the top of the page today is where are we going next? Because that's one of the things on the heart of every single child. It was on the heart of me as a young man, as a young boy, exploring this great, this great nation called Australia. Where are we going next? Where is the place that we are going? Now, fathering really is that kind of adventure. It is an adventure. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the road bumps that are going to be along the way. And every single time, it's always, it's the sum of what happens on the way to somewhere that really makes that trip exciting. It doesn't really matter if you're going an hour away somewhere up the road or if you're doing a big lap or you're traveling overseas. That road trip experience is about the things that are happening. Where are we going next? Now, I know there is a touch, potentially, a sense of irony in today, in the sense of thinking about road trips, thinking about um, pink Big M's and roadside sausage rolls, um, dim sims, or whether it's, um, whether it's something like that, or if you're one of those healthy people that stop at Oliver's on the way to somewhere and get the beans instead of the fries. Don't talk to me about that. That's not a road trip, guys. We're not going on holidays to eat healthy. We're going on holidays to like just to go absolutely nuts, right? So Oliver's, all right, cool. If that's your thing, all good. 
But that's what's really what this is all about. It's about going on those kinds of adventures. And it could feel ironic right now, but I want to tell you today that today is an exercise in hope. Today is about hope. Today is about acknowledging that the season we're in right now isn't going to last forever. The season we're in in this moment isn't going to be here forever. Yes, perhaps COVID's going to be around, um, for, it's going to be around and going to be with us, but the pandemic's not going to be around forever. And I want you to start asking that question to yourself where are we going next? Kids, start asking your parents, where are we going next? Because at the moment, you might have found somewhere something so interesting just up the road from where you are. Your road trips at the moment might take the form of a bike ride. They might take the form of a walk. But if, as long as you can get out and hit the road, I think that's important. But here's the big idea today. The big idea is this. As much as, as the heart of a child says to their father, where are we going next? The, uh, the, the job of a dad... The job of a father isn't just to take your family on a physical journey, but to take them on a spiritual journey. You're not just walking down the street, but you're walking with God. When Jesus said, follow me to his disciples, they, they took up that call knowing that their family was taking that call up with them. So many of the disciples had wives and kids and livelihoods that they had to continue to bear with and be with whilst they followed Jesus. The discipleship journey of a family is the most important road trip that you will ever take. As a dad, your main role as a father as a husband, as a son of God, is to take your family on a spiritual adventure so that your family says, where are we going next? Where is the place that you're taking us? Mum and dad, where are we going on this great adventure? And because it's not going to be about the destination, it's going to be about what happens along the way. You know, for Father's Day this year, I got a hydraulic jack. Right now, that's exciting for me. I've never, I've always had scissor jacks, you know, the ones that kind of scissor up like this one. I feel like a pro, like I feel like I could walk, work at Repco or something like that. It's the one that pumps up and it's like it's a sweet ass hydraulic jack. Reason is, I got a hydraulic jack is because on one of our last road trips as a family, we had a flat tire in our caravan. It was wet. It was seven o'clock in the morning. We're in Bendigo and I was trying to jack up my van so that I could change the tire on the caravan. And you know what happens. I know what happens. Everyone can already see ahead of time what happens when inexperienced Poorly, um, poorly structured Matt here tries to jack up a caravan on the side of the road in the wet. Of course, the van slips off the, uh, the jack and I put a big hole in the floor of my van. I needed a jack upgrade. I also need an experience upgrade. I also need probably just like a manhood kind of upgrade because I feel I felt pretty um I felt I, just, I felt like pretty low at that point in time. And so some of you laugh away, laugh away. You have to make these mistakes. And so I got a jack, but that's because sometimes we also do. We need that sense. We need that lift. We need some know-how. We need a, we need some tools on the way to help us get to where we're going and to help us um, navigate some of those obstacles that are on the way to. So here's what we're going to do today. 
We're going to have a look at some scripture, Genesis chapter 12. One of the original road trips, one of the original journeys in scripture, one of, by, by one of the original fathers in scripture. Then we're going to have a look at maybe some ways that we could apply how we can take our family on a journey. And then finally, we can look at what we're going to do next. What's going to happen tomorrow? What can I input into my life? Maybe even today, maybe even at lunchtime today about how we can do some things differently to take our family on a spiritual journey so that everybody asks, where are we going next? All right, Genesis chapter 12, starting at verse 1, we're going to go to verse 5, and it says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, go. The Lord said to Abram, go. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. This is Genesis 12. This is the first point in time when we can when we can really say historically this is when this happens. We're talking about this is this is like 4000 years BC. God speaks to Abram and says, "Go from your father's house and from your family and go to the land that I will show you." Now, Abram at this point in time did not have children of his own, but he had a household. There were there were servants, there were livestock, and he also took his nephew along with him. He played a father role for his nephew. Go to the land that I'll show you. And then there's a promise that God gives to Abram. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great so that you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Him who dishonors you, I will curse. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed through you. So verse 4, Abram went as God had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Okay, so Abram, one of the original fathers. Father, uh, yeah, Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I'm one of them, so are you. Let's all praise the Lord. Right arm. Right, so there's this idea here where we are part of this great family. And because of Abram's journey, his physical journey, we are part of the family of God. By Jesus, who died and rose again to new life for the forgiveness of our sins. We find ourselves grafted into this family, but what was so significant about Abram's journey wasn't that it was a literal drive or a walk from point A to point B. But when God spoke to Abram, God spoke to him and said, I want you to leave your father's house. Implied in that is your father's way of thinking, your father's world, your father's gods, and move into the land that I'll show you. He was ushering and inviting Abram into a journey of faith, into a journey of trusting God. And now, Dad, I'm speaking to the fathers right now. God is calling you out on a journey of faith to follow after him. It is the most significant journey that a man will ever take, is the journey of of. of unpacking and repacking their identity inside of who God has made us to be. Not what the world has told us to be, not what job you have, not what car you drive, not what toys you have, not what all the things that you've got, not the success that you've achieved, but the journey that you take with Jesus, the way that you follow him and the way that you respond to the call of God on your life is the most important journey you will take 
And then because of that, your family will take that journey too. They will. They love to go with you, Dad. They will respond to your leadership. And the, the, and the best thing you can do for yourself, the best thing you can do for your family is say yes to God when he calls you. Say yes to God when he says, hey, Abram, hey, John, hey, Steve, hey, Dan, whoever it is, come with me. I'm calling you out. We're going on a journey together. So Abram packed up. He didn't know the destination, but he knew the one who called him. And he went on that journey and his household came with him. Dads take their family on a journey. You know, you can make, you can create epic holidays for your, for your families. You can create epic holidays. You can create epic moments. You can create those moments in time. You can create, but wouldn't it be great if you could create a moment, a spiritual journey that didn't just happen in the September school holidays, but, was, but your family was able to go on with you every single day of the year. Dad, how engaged are you in your own spiritual journey? How engaged are you with the journey that Jesus is taking you on? Because, you know, what the, the thing that's going to make your leadership so compelling is if you're already on the road. You're not waiting for your partner or your spouse or your wife or your girlfriend to create the spiritual impetus in your world. But you take the lead. You say yes to Jesus and say, come on, guys, we're going on an epic adventure. We're going on a road trip with Jesus together. So how engaged are you? I mean, there's a lot of pressure on dads right now, right? Of course, I get it. And right, even now, particularly in these COVID times, there is a lot of pressure. You feel the pressure to provide. You feel the pressure of responsibility for housing. You feel the pressure of, of, of the bills that continue to come in. You feel the pressure of having a, of school. You feel the pressure of having um, your kids engaged in, in activities and all of that kind of stuff. But I want to tell you, none of those things define who you are. Are. What is what is defined, what, what defines who you are is the way that you allow God to unmake and remake you in the journey that you take in answering his call. Where are we going next? That's the question that we have today. So, dads, fathers, God wants you first and foremost to walk with him. That is your primary responsibility. As a spiritual father, as a father to natural kids, as a mentor, as a coach, as a community leader, as a boss, as a worker, as an employee, whatever role it is, as a son, as a friend, your primary responsibility is to walk with Jesus and respond to him when he calls. Okay, so there's a couple of things that I want us just to think about in terms of putting this together. The first one is this. The first one is delight. I want to talk to you about this word delight. You know, Colossians 3.21 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they lose heart. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will lose heart. Do you know what exasperate means? Exasperates that feeling of, oh, I, it, it, that feeling of this is impossible. When you exasperate your kids so that they will lose heart. So I wanted to flip that around. What's the opposite of exasperate? The opposite of exasperate is delight. Is delight. Fathers in the positive, Colossians 3 says, delight in your kids. Delight in them. Because it says if you exasperate them, they're going to lose heart. Did you know you have the primary um, key to your children's heart? 
Their heart is so responsive to your, to your leadership, to your emotions, to your emotional connectedness, to who you are. Their hearts ride on that. And so when you exasperate them, they lose heart. But when you delight in them, they gain heart. They're heartened. They're strengthened. As a dad, one of the biggest roles you play is the development of your child's emotional well-being. The strength that they have, the resilience that they can have is because of the way that they see you operate and the values that you set up in your own home. You are the guardian of their hearts. And that's the thing that really makes who they are. So when you delight in your kids, you might be a grandfather. When you delight, and I've heard that this grandfathering thing's a pretty good gig, right? Like all power, no responsibility. I've heard it's a great role to play where you just delight in your grandkids. Maybe you've got a you've maybe you're a mentor, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a boss, maybe you're an employer, and you've got a role to delight in those who are under your care. Because when you delight in them, they gain heart. They're, something stands up. They know that somebody believes in them and believes in what they're about. That's a role that you can play. The second thing is compassion. Psalm 103 verse 13, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Isn't it amazing that in this passage of scripture, in this psalm, when God's trying to find a way, a metaphorical way to show us how much compassion he has on us, he says, well, um, how am I going to explain this? Oh, oh, look at a dad. Look at the way that a father has compassion on his kids. Now, I reckon sometimes that's a big assumption to make because we don't see a lot of compassion from fathers to their kids a lot of the time. But this is something that we have access to, an inheritance we can gain in Christ. Compassion on our kids. It's that sense of an emotionally stable environment. It's that sense where your kids can come to you and say something to you and know that you're not going to freak out. You're not going to fly off the handle. You're not going to absolutely lose it, but you're going to be able to hold space for them as they're going through whatever it is that they're going through. Fathers, it's your job to create emotionally stable environment where compassion thrives. If someone doesn't feel safe, they're not going to be able to give compassion. They're going to be stuck on survival. Now, are the people in your world stuck on survival mode because they don't feel safe? Or do they feel safe enough to be able to show kindness and compassion to one another because of the compassion that you show to them? So delight and compassion. And thirdly is courage. I love this. Uh, Ephesians 6.4. Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger, similar to exasperate, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. You know, as a dad, one thing that you can provide for your kids is a challenge. You can provide for them um, calculated risk-taking activities. I love that. I love that about my own dad. I love that about dads. We get to teach kids how to slightly bend the rules. And that's a really, really fun thing to be able to do as a dad. Hey, guys, come. We're going to do something slightly risky. Of course, you know. Maybe you don't know. But we, we give the appearance that it's all going to be under control. And a couple of times it goes a bit wobbly and sideways. You think, whoa, that was a bit close. But what you can do is help instill courage in your family by that way of being able to set a challenge, bringing them up in the instruction of the Lord, bringing them up in the discipline of the Lord. And what that discipline instruction does is help you know where those boundaries are. You have the capacity to build courage 
into your family. That's what encouragement does. It puts courage in and you have the potential, the ability to be able to do that as a dad, build courage into your... The the amount of times I've seen a child's life and their countenance change and their shape change when somebody, especially a dad, brings that word that says, I think you can do it. I think you've got this. Something on the inside just rises up inside the heart of a child because they know that somebody believes, especially their dad believes in them, especially their mentor, especially somebody who holds that father figure in their world. You can provide that for them. How are you going to do that? By going on a journey with Jesus yourself. Don't outsource it, guys. Do not outsource it. You can't outsource delight. You can't outsource compassion. You can't outsource uh, courage to somebody else. We see it all the time at Discovery. You know, people think, oh, if I bring my kids to church, then they're going to be able to teach them the ways of Jesus. But guys, if it's not happening at home, it won't make a big difference. They want to see it from you because you are the most powerful person in their world. The most, you're the strongest person in the world. You hold the most sway, the most influence, especially when that's combined together with in a beautiful, in a loving marriage, in a stable environment like that. That's so key. And you have that ability and you can do that so that your kids and your family say where are we going next? Okay, it's time to bring this, it's time to park the car, right? We're going to bring this, this whole thing to a close right now by four small things that I would love you to be able to do right now. Something that you can do this afternoon, something that you can do tomorrow. So whatever it is that you're, that you're part of this live stream or part of this service right now, you can switch off your computer and go and do these things. The first one is this, get to know your kids. Get to know them. That's one of the best things about a road trip, right? We hate it. We hate the long drive. We hate the are we there yet. We hate the having to successfully navigate around every single set of golden arches because you can't stop at them all. And, you know, I'm, I'll tell you what, mate, if I can avoid stopping on a long road trip, I will avoid it. I'm like, I reckon we could do this all in one shot. But it's 12 hours. I reckon we've got this. Right? I just, I, I, like, I love, it's a race against Google Maps. It's a race against the nav man. And I reckon we can get there. And so, you know, you've got, like lots of other techniques. I'm sure there are people out there who have better ways of doing it than this. And whenever time you go past a, bit, uh, uh, a um, Golden Arches and McDonald's, you just say, hey, look over there, everyone. What's that? You know, over the other side. Whatever it might be, get to know them. That's what happens when we're on the road. Time is there. You get to find out what they like. Dads, find out. Get to know your kids. Get to know those people in your world. Get to know those people who are looking up to you and out for you. What do they love? What are they into right now? What are they listening to at the moment? Who are their friends? Get to know them. Spend that time. Secondly, let them get to know you. I reckon so much. They, wanted, they, they act cool and they act like you're daggy and that they don't want to know anything about you. But as soon as you can tell a story about something that happened to you or in a time that you had or something that, that impacted you, not just like surface stuff, but if you can open up and you can give them something of substance from your own story, that is absolutely huge. And it will start to build those things that we talked about, compassion, courage, and delight. It will build that in their world so that they'll ask, where are we going next? 
That's what needs to happen next. That's with the way that you can do it. Let them get to know you. Just because you feel the responsibility to be the man, just because you feel the responsibility to be able to navigate where seasons are going and how things are going, it doesn't mean you can't show some vulnerability in that process and tell them something to let them get to know you. Thirdly, because get to know your kids, get to know, let them get to know you. Thirdly, set the culture of your home. You, you've got to set the culture. You know, if you, those, those things, compassion, delight, courage, they don't come by accident. They don't just automatically happen. They happen when a man or a father says, I'm going on an adventure with Jesus. And we're going to set a culture in our home where certain things are, where certain things are allowed and certain things aren't. Some of you have just let your house run itself and it's kind of on autopilot. And then, if, you know, and just by luck or by, you know, good luck rather than good management, things end up in a kind of a middle ground kind of okay place. But you can set that culture so that you get, so that it starts to look and feel like how it is. Just like somebody would reshape or remodel a home, your physical space, you have the ability to reshape and remodel the spiritual space in your home as well. So I want you to have a conversation about that. And then finally, and this is the last thing that we're going to leave with today before we go into a song that our team has prepared for us, is this. Get help when you need it. This one is huge because so much of what I've spoken about today, so much of what we've said could feel like condemning to somebody. You might be saying, Matt, I don't... I get all those things, but you're making me feel bad because I don't feel like I have the strength, the capacity, um, the relationships, the resources to be able to do it. Guys, I want to tell you, go get help when you need it. Some of the strongest things that I have done in my own world, in my own life, is ask for help. Who's a person, a trusted friend, a trusted advisor? Maybe it's, maybe it's somebody older in your world who's done this journey before. Take an inventory of who you've got in your space. Go and see somebody professional. Go and see a, a counselor or a psychologist or somebody who's going to be able to help you step through some of the deep waters in your own heart. Because each of us have deep waters. And God, when you go on an adventure with him, he is going to excavate. And he's going to dig deep right down to your roots. And you're going to find yourself undone. If you're doing a deep journey with Jesus, you're going to uncover things that you're not proud of. And where do you go with that rather than projecting it onto others? How can you actively seek help and go for help in those areas? It doesn't matter. You're not going to look weak. You're not going to look incompetent. We're going to celebrate you. Discovery celebrates men who ask for help when they need it and who then offer help when they can give it as well. So who do you need to go to? Finally, as we close, I, want to, I just want to encourage you to go back to the source. The one who's going to be able to provide you the greatest help, your greatest help in time of need is Jesus himself, who went on this journey, who had, who's modeled to us great father and son relationship who modeled to us and, said, and, and operated in a way where he said, I only do what I see my father doing. Where the, son, where the father speaks over the son and says, this is my son whom I love, in him I'm well pleased. He's not afraid or ashamed to be able to publicly esteem his son. We have this amazing relationship, this relationship of community in God, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he invites you to be a part of that as well. 
join and connect with Jesus, I want you to encourage you today, take another step closer to the person of Jesus. Because what you're going to find is as you step closer to him, you're going to find yourself on an adventure with him. He's taking us on a journey, guys, and I'm asking God, where to next? Where are we going next? As, as our own family, for my own life, as a church, as a community, I'm saying, God, where to next? Because our life is lived in motion, guys. Our life is lived in motion. We're moving all the time. I hope this has blessed you today. I hope you can ask yourself that question, where are we going next? Go and be a blessing to your family today, guys. Thank you for being with us, and we'll see you really soon. Thanks for joining us on this Discovery Church podcast. Now go and find yourself in the bigger story.